Locked on Boomer in the morning. Sportsnet 960 The Fan. It is a Flames game day. Road trip opens tonight in Los Angeles. It's the Kings and Flames, 8.30. 7.30 warm-up, extended Flames talk with Pat Steinberg and Sandra Prusina. Sandra in for Matty Rose. For that was fun balance. working with him. It was nice. Yeah. I didn't like them. Uh, bad news, though. I hear Matt's back Friday, oh, but well, Pat's away, hmm. so that's good. Uh, Sandra will be in with Matt. A lot of mixed messages here. That's the good news. Sandra in all week. On Flames Talk. Talked about in the last segment, my phone was a buzz on mm. Friday. Oh, yeah. With uh, with you and Dumas going back and forth. And now you were... Uh, pot three, pot four. You couldn't watch it live, and Dumas clearly was, and you needed updates, and it was... Really there was should a lot have going just on. a personal message. I didn't need to subject you to all no, that. I was I'm okay, sorry. Whatever. I'm a, you know, I was there for Clearly it. Clearly it ruined your weekend. But I, I'm, getting the, I'm getting the impression that you weren't the only ones that were excited to find out about the Canadian men's national soccer team, what pot they'd be in, who would be surrounding them, games, opponents, that sort of thing. And I'm guessing our next uh, guest, no different. Peter Galindo, Sportsnet Northern Football Podcast, joins us. Peter, were you very excited? Were you dialed right in on uh, on Friday morning? Hey, guys. Yes, I, I definitely was. It was uh, it was a dual screen situation, trying to work out all the permutations while also watching it. We hear this because everybody's talked about For the first time in, uh, in, in a lifetime, for a lot of people, they've never seen this before. This, even if you were around the last time there was a World Cup... It was not like this with social media and the internet and all of that. It really was a a bonanza for soccer fans on the edge of their seat. For sure it was. And in classic FIFA fashion, they tended to drag it out as they often do um, and and really made us wait for it. But once it, it started and you saw Canada in pot four and you saw their name drawn out of the pot and, and, and announced to the world, it was, it was a really surreal moment because, you know, I've watched the last probably three or four World Cup draws live. And, you know, it's, it's obviously a lot of fun to see which team is going to get which group, what's going to be the group of death, what's the possible path to a final. But to know that our own country is now taking part in this, it's still something that I haven't quite wrapped my head around, and I know that's a very common theme, but it is going to take quite some time to get used to this. Uh, what Tell us about the group. For, for those of us that have, have casually followed World Cups, we know that Belgium is, is one of the powers. Uh, we've seen Croatia advance deep into some tournaments, not qualify for others, and I, I, I can tell you zero things about Morocco. So please help us. <laughs> Well, with the caveat that the World Cup is still about seven, seven and a half months away, and a lot can change between now and then, of course, which is the case for every World Cup draw, really. Um, But when it comes to the group Canada's in, Belgium is still going to be favored to win the group, I think understandably so. They are still a golden generation that's Yes, maybe getting on the wrong side of 30, but this is really their last kick at the can of trying to win a major tournament. They have come close in the last couple of tournaments, whether it's the Euros or the World Cup. Um, The only real downside is is that they just had a lack of killer instinct when it really mattered in in, in a lot of cases. First against France in the 2018 semifinal, then against Italy in the uh, quarterfinals last year at the Euros. 
they're a team that definitely has world-class players across the pitch. The one question I would have in terms of Belgium is, really, what's that defense going to look like in seven months' time? Because they've started experimenting a little bit with younger players because some of their defenders, mainly Jan Vertonghen, are getting up there in age. They're slowing down. Um, And in general right now, that defense is not the most – they're not the quickest, let's say. So against a team like Canada, who clearly have lots of pace and technique, specifically up front – Um, that could be a problem when they're facing Canada, especially if Canada tends to sit deeper and just kind of invites Belgium to come at them and then just spring a counterattack the other way. Um, Croatia is definitely an old team. Um, Yes, they're still very good. Yes, they have players like Luka Modric and Marcelo Brozovic and Mateo Kovacic, who are all world-class midfielders and will probably be expected to dominate the game in the midfield. Um, and they have some younger defenders coming through, which is going to help bolster that back line come the World Cup. Um, I do worry about their forwards a little bit. They don't have really lethal goal scorers. But if you give them space to exploit out wide, if you let their midfield boss the game and, and, and give them lots of time and, and space to do that, that could be a problem, even if you're going up against a 37-year-old Luka Modric uh, in November. And then Morocco, it's a very solid team structurally. Um, not the greatest midfield you've ever seen. Canada should have the advantage there. They are a bit of a wild card because a couple of their top players in Hakim Ziyech and uh, Nusir Mazraoui are currently on the outside of the squad because they have some disagreements with the coach and whatnot. You never know that could solve itself. They come back into the team and really bolsters their midfield and attack respectively. Um, But they're a team that, like Canada, really has a lot of strength out wide. Um, their best player is Atraf Hakimi of PSG. Similar style to Alfonso Davies, a very attack-minded fullback when he plays for club, but can also play further forward if necessary, and everything goes through him. And they're both going to be playing on the same side, so that could be a really, really fun battle when they play each other on the final day of the group stage. Okay, so big picture, what do we expect to know between now and the fall? Uh, we've heard some talk that Herdman's going to try to uh, convert some guys with multiple passports. We've heard talk that he wants some active roster players to get some gigs in uh, big leagues in Europe. We've also heard about windows to play friendlies against other clubs. Like, What are you watching here between now and uh, next competitive action for the, for the national team? There is a lot for sure. Um, definitely the transfer window in the summer. We'll see if some players end up getting some moves to bigger clubs, bigger destinations. I think mainly Jonathan David would be top of mind, going from Lille to whether it's the Premier League or or to Spain or to Italy, what have you. Um, That would be the first name that you would look at to see who's going to get that big move. Um, As for the national team specifically, they're probably going to have a friendly at home, the the cities to be determined in early June slash late May. And that's going to lead into the CONCACAF Nations League, which uh, the draw is actually being conducted tonight. So we'll find out which group Canada gets in that tournament. And then they have, I believe it's two, maximum three games. Um, I I know they listed it as four match days, but I believe for the teams that are going to the World Cup, um, they're only going to have two, maximum three games in that June window. So there'll probably be a friendly two or three games in the Nations League. Then you have basically the entire summer off. And then come the fall, that is when Canada is probably going to go to Europe and try to schedule some friendlies based there. Whether it's against European teams, we don't know. Um, Herdman did touch on the fact that 
it's not just a sporting decision. It's not just a technical decision. You also have to look at the commercial side of it as well. So if they can get a marquee opponent, whoever that happens to be, and they can market that well and maybe generate some extra cash for the Federation leading into the World Cup, they're going to take that opportunity. Who's out there that they could have that don't yet in terms of getting caps for young players, guys that could play for multiple flags that John Herdman's going to want for potentially this World Cup and certainly the next one, which they're hosting, so we assume they'll be in? Yeah, for sure. Um, There are quite a few names. Um, Top of mind right now, just because it looks like he's going to um, crack the Arsenal first team uh, for their next game, I believe it's actually today against Crystal Palace, Marcelo Flores who is eligible to play for Mexico, Canada, and England. He's an attack-minded midfielder, 18, 19 years old. Um, Has been capped already by Mexico in a friendly in December, but uh, is still weighing his international future. It looks like he's leaning Mexico uh, due to family pressures, but there is still a chance that Canada could bring him in before the World Cup. Um, But some likelier names that could potentially join the fold Daniel Jebison, uh, 18-year-old striker at Sheffield United in the uh, English Championship. He's been capped at England youth level, but can still make the switch back to Canada as he was born in Ontario. Um, He's probably one of the top young strikers in the Canadian player pool, or who at least is eligible to join the Canadian player pool. Um, Lucas Dias, who's a Portuguese-Canadian, plays for Sporting. Uh, Another attack-minded midfielder who can play on the wing. Um, was called up to the under-23 team for Canada for Olympic qualifiers last March, um, but is still kind of on the fence regarding whether he wants to commit fully to the Canadian national team. Just because his club future is still a little uncertain, he wants to crack the first team before kind of committing himself internationally. And then there's Stefan Mitrovic, who we've actually had on the Northern Football Podcast before and have spoken to him about this. Um, similar mold to Diash, can play on the wing, can play in behind a striker, very technically gifted. He's having a breakout season in Serbia this year. Has been capped, though, by Serbia's under-21s for the uh, Euro U21 qualifiers. So people are still kind of wondering what he's going to do here. He seems to, to be uh, of the mind that if Canada calls him in, um, and they are you know, willing to bring him into a camp, he will lean Canada because he was raised for the majority of his life in Canada. Uh, he's actually from Hamilton, and it looks like that is where he would lean. But just because Serbia's youth teams are having camps right now and that allows him the chance to get integrated into a international system, that's what he's leaning. But it still seems like he would lean towards Canada's senior team over Serbia's senior team if both of them came calling. Uh, Peter Galindo with us from Sportsnet, all things uh, World Cup draw from Friday. What were the overall uh, vibes from, from the draw? What are the takeaways for you? I guess people are saying there's not a group of death, and uh, I guess it, it feels like the last hurrah for a few teams and or players on this big stage to get, to get a title. Messi, for example. Yeah, that's, that's definitely the, one of the presiding themes is you know, whether Messi or Ronaldo can kind of go out on the high. Um, people were trying to find a group of death. I think the fact that they've changed how certain teams get seeded means that you have less of a chance of getting that, that really dominant group from one to four. Group E is still very difficult, don't get me wrong. I mean, you have Germany, Spain, Japan, one of the leading nations in Asia. That should be a really fun group to watch. Even Group A, 
in a lot of ways is very difficult because you have the Netherlands and Senegal in there. Um, Senegal, of course, winning the African Cup of Nations and the Netherlands being an elite team in Europe. No team or no group, I should say, is really that easy. Um, and that's what kind of makes this so intriguing because even if you kind of get out of the group stage, for example, like let's say Canada somehow gets out um, of Group F, they could end up playing the winners of Group E, which would be probably one of Germany or Spain in the round of 16. So it, like, like you just don't know what could happen, and that's what makes the tournament so unpredictable, but it should be a lot of fun, especially considering it's going to be mid-season in Europe. So a lot of these guys are going to be you would imagine a little fresher than they normally would be, say, in June, July, once the season ends, and then they have to go right into the World Cup and prepare for that. Last one for you, Peter, just a thought on what we know about 2026, Canada, USA, Mexico, a three-country hosting of the tournament. It's a ways away, but when do we find out which Canadian cities are hosting and what other details do we need to get finalized? Is it an automatic that all three get into the tournament, as, as we've seen in years past? We've never seen a three-country host, if I'm correct. No, definitely not. Um, it looks like that's what it's leaning towards. We, I have spoken to the CSA president, Nick Bontis, a couple of times about this. They still haven't gotten a firm, definitive 100% answer, but it's looking that way because um, they're still trying to finalize what the 2026 qualifying format's going to be. But it's looking like those three countries, uh, Canada, USA, Mexico, are not going to be involved in qualifying for 2026 because they'll just be automatically entered into the World Cup. Um, and then as for the host cities, it's looking like the end of this month is when they'll be announced. Um, it was initially going to be probably around the time of this draw that it was going to be announced. But I think, and, and I'm just speculating here, but it, I think Vancouver and BC re-entering the race to host games might have changed things a little bit. Because um, there's some uncertainty regarding Edmonton's um, bid in terms of just refurbishing Commonwealth Stadium, getting it up to FIFA standard. And they're thinking that, listen, if it's maybe, if they're not able to completely uh, renovate Commonwealth Stadium to what FIFA wants, like let's say they do 70 or 80% of the renovations that they were asking for, and then you have Vancouver, which is, you know, a, a lot more accessible to, to fly to if you're playing games at Edmonton for fans or players, what have you, then that could actually. Um, stomach the blow, as it were, if they don't get it 100% to standard. So I think that's possibly what's holding it up, but it's looking like by the end of the month, we should have some clarity and or confirmation of which cities specifically are going to be hosting, both in uh, Canada, the U.S., and Mexico. Peter Galindo, have you, uh, do you have one of those? I remember when I was a kid and I was very excited for, uh, for Christmas. I'd have like a countdown chart. How many days? How many, how days, many, sleeps? How many hours? Do you know how many sleeps until, uh, what, November 23rd? <laughs> Oh, I, you know, on Friday, someone had mentioned this. I think it was like 256 days, something yeah. like that. It's, <laughs> it, it must be like 253 now. Don't quote me on that, but right. somewhere around there. We're close, though, which is crazy. Nice. Hey, Peter, great stuff, man. Really do appreciate you. Awesome. Thank you, guys. You bet. Peter Galindo with Sportsnet, the Northern Football Podcast. Uh, the, the thing that's... This is very uncharted, Dean. It is. The thing about, because uh, this is, it's World Cup. It sucks people in. Whereas, uh, oh, yeah. you yeah. know, last year, well, yeah. Yeah, soccer, take it or leave it. Now it's like, I don't know, Belgium, that uh, left side of their defense, it's a little spotty. <laughs> I, I think we could really expose, you know what I mean? It's, people are going to dive in. And that's what, it, I'm in that group. I'm not going to lie to anybody, well, but I, let's go. Hey, and to be fair, like, I'll pay attention to the big tournaments. We know Belgium. 
that's a heavy heavyweight club in terms of one of the favorites. They're in pot one for a reason. Uh, we Croatia's made it deep into some of these tournaments. I cannot name a single Moroccan soccer. I don't know what that. Apparently, very strong qualifying. He mentioned the infighting between some star players and coach. Like perfect. This is part of the intrigue of the tournament. Is is Ashraf Hakimi is pretty much like Alfonso Davies to them. Okay, like the like same position, similar talent, youth, young. Yeah, he's good. Mm. So I'm excited. It, it uh, it's a level of intrigue that hasn't existed because they haven't been in this tournament. Right on. And if you think we're wound up now, wait till twenty twenty six and we can purchase flights and go see these teams play. What year is it now? Uh twenty twenty two. I'm not going to twenty twenty six. Well, your kids will be around for that though. Yeah, they will. God love them, they will. And Dumas, you're getting on an airplane this week to go and watch soccer. Yes, I am. Wow. Just remind us, uh, friend Ottawa. And then, Ottawa. then for Ottawa, you connect through to Madrid. What do you? You got a big game in Europe, or? Yeah, we're gonna go out. Uh, or are you staying in no. Ottawa? Just Ottawa for a couple of days. Oh, okay. Excited. I never been. I uh, well, yeah. A lot of people. Mm. It's a bucket list to get to Ottawa. Yeah, and if you get a chance to get out to uh, the the Canada, that's yeah. Well, don't miss that. It's the other. Jets way. are in town that weekend too. Not going out to Canada. Yeah, it's that's a hike. Yeah, so you're not like 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 Ryan says, you're not connecting and then going to his final destinations, Ottawa. That's not a transfer over to the other. Nope, Ottawa. Hmm. Our boys, Calvary FC, gonna be awesome. Well, out of boy. How do you like the new kit there? Beautiful. Talked about last week. Look at the text line. Morocco's a tough team. They were they're great in qualifying. Hard against Portugal a few tournaments ago. Wouldn't be shocked if they they took Spain to the death in the World Cup in 2018. Oh dear, really? To the death, Dean? You know what that means? Right to the death. Yeah, right to the wood. Uh, We'll break and we'll come back. Flames game day. We'll set you up for that. Uh, eh, It's just some other things. Other things to keep an eye on. Things that are uh, you know, as we get into the work week. You get into another week. Oh, yeah, man, I hadn't thought of it. We'll get you set. Uh, but also want to uh, remind you that this program is brought to you by Grey Wolf Golf Course. Sprawling hills, breathtaking views. This is Grey Wolf Golf Course, the number one rated public golf course in British Columbia by Score Magazine. Unforgettable mountain golf that perfectly masters the balance between challenge and enjoyment. Escape to the beautiful Panorama BC for authentic mountainside golf. 18 of the most spectacular fairways in the world, capped by the diabolical sixth hole, Cliffhanger. Experience Grey Wolf Golf Course. The 2022 tee sheet is now open. Book tee times now at greywolfgolf.com. Coming back, Sportsnet 960, the fan. You're locked on Boomer in the morning. Sportsnet 960, the fan. No Eric Francis today. Is that what I'm led to believe? He gone. He gone. I was it gone. Not gone, but not here this week. Busy. Ordinarily, today would be Eric Francis Monday, brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta. Live standard bread racing at Century Downs Racetrack and Casino every Saturday. Post time is 2.15 p.m. Online, visit hpibet.com for more information. Is he doing the surgery? Is that what he's up to? The hip surgery? Yeah, he's, Two he's, for one? Yeah. He's been a kicker. He writes. He does TV. He's a five-tool player. Do you do surgeries? I'll tell you what. Um, where Whatever he's doing this week, it's something spectacular that we would all be jealous of. Well, it's Masters week. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be something could be that. ridiculously great. He doesn't do dull or boring. No. 
It's well said. Right? That's not how that's not how it goes yeah. uh, for that for that guy. Uh so unfortunately, off for this week, back next week. Uh I was going to st- uh, we we're going to talk about it. Awkward discussion had to have been with Keith Yandel. The Iron Man streak that Keith Yandel is on, was on, is now over. He was a healthy scratch for Philly yesterday. That now the second straight game for a healthy scratch. So the Iron Man number, passing Doug Jarvis not long ago, he now, 9-8-9, is the NHL record for consecutive games played. And I know Kevin Hayes came after came on after the game. He was disappointed. He said, I don't, don't agree with it. This is on us. We need to play better. All of this sort of thing. At the same time, these things do end. I don't know. My, my first instinct was, oh, Mike, yo, what's, uh, what's the story here? No. And then you give it, you let it kind of breathe a little bit. It's, it was last year that Florida was already yeah. kind of at the point. And I think, to be honest, if Philly was in it, this hard conversation happens sooner. I think they've given them a lot of runway and then the non-COVID illness gave them an opportunity. There's some kids they really want to look at, including the former hitman, Zamula. Um, Look, it's not about the next Flyers team winning a cup with Keith Yandel. They got to see, get a look at some of these kids here. It And it can't just be, you are healthy and physically able to play. So you play. You got to be the best 6D in theory, and I think they probably already stretched that a bit. Doug Jarvis, I believe he was a healthy scratch when his came to end. Remember, Cal Ripken Jr. It was just one of those things. It's got to end sometime. Yeah. It's got to end. So now the reigning Ironman, in far, as far as active players, is Phil Kessel, mm. 969. Phil? The. Uh, I mean, the question, I guess, there is the Arizona Coyotes, much like Philadelphia, not in a playoff spot this year. If there's a team that would maybe be okay playing. Now, Kessel probably producing a little bit more for his team than Yandel was for his team. But this was already a guy where, what what, what rink were they in? Where he played a shift and then got back in the private jet to fly home for the birth of his child? It was Phil. That's what yeah, I'm saying. I yeah, mean, you're no, kind of they, they, one shift and, and out, and I'm I'm okay with that. I don't problem. But yeah, they, they little I don't want to say an asterisk next to you, but people will take note of that. Mm-hmm. And there was talk between Elliot and Merrick whether that was on the podcast or the show or the the intermission. I don't even the, know who the, you're the, talking the about. Written or the yeah. Uh, the suggestion was teams kick tires on Kessel, but some were weary to bring him in. If he slid out of their top 12 group, they wouldn't want to be the ones that ended it. So Interesting, yeah. Um, now, 989 is the record, now yes. done from Yandel. And you were saying Phil's at 960? 969 last night. So 20. There's not 20 left this year. There is not. So he'll play all 20 for Arizona, you'd imagine. And then the well, question becomes, well, no, there's not 20 left this year. That's what I'm saying. So he'll well, you play, said he'll play 20. Sorry, he'll, he'll play end the all, season. He'll play all the remaining games for Arizona, yeah. and then to get to 20 would be early in next year, where he's a free agent, they if have, I'm correct. Whoever he's talking to this summer, or the, the, that's clearly going to be spoken or not spoken, a very real thing that they're going to have to deal with. Now, the good news is it's. You're going to be talking about what single digits or games that he has to play consecutively to set the record, I th- but but yeah. are, it's more than setting the record. 
are you going to be okay shutting him down a week after that? Are you putting him on a team where depth chart-wise you don't fear that situation? If you're a contender, you probably got to worry a bit. Yeah, I mean, my math is not great, but 69, so that's 13 games left this year. He's 20 away. That leaves seven to tie, eight to become the new leader next year. Going to give a guy a contract for 82 to get him eight more games? I don't know. Well, I, I think you have to bring him because you think he's a good hockey player. I think he still is. Like You can see him. He, he's not so bad that he hurts teams. He he does certain things very well. Um, But the question is, are you ready to have the why are you healthy scratching Phil Kessel and ruining his Iron Man? Are you ready for that? It'd be the same thing as what Philly just Exactly. Did. So if you're okay with dealing with what Philly just dealt with and you like the player, by all means, but I don't know. It kind of leads me to believe he's going to sign with a certain type of club. Know what I mean? I am intrigued by it because... It doesn't feel like a contender wants to put it, do yeah, that. Because I'm, I'm not as convinced as you are that there's a team that looks out there and is like, yeah, we got to get in the Phil Kessel business. How many teams would look at Phil Kessel and say he's in our top nine because he's not a fourth liner? So what are, we, what are we bringing him in for? I don't know that he's got great leadership in terms of, you know, this is one of the great leaders of the game. This is a, uh, a hardened playoff veteran. I don't know what... I don't know what the criteria would be or what the situation, the set of circumstances would be where a team like you say would say that's that's a good signing for us because he's going to give us this. Yeah, I, I, I don't think you're talking about him making anything close to what he's making now, but if you brought him in at one to two and a half million dollars to play on a third line that's got an offensive bent, like that seems to fit for me. It's not like he's not producing offensively anymore. He's still doing Phil Kessel things. Like we know he's not in his prime, but it's not like he stopped contributing. And like, tell me about the talent he's surrounded with. Like it's probably just okay. Although he's playing higher in that lineup than he would on a contender, clearly. And that's another one of those things. He's got 43 points, Dean. The enigma that is Phil Kessel. What does Phil want? Yeah. Phil, what is it that you want? Do you like having a pool in your backyard and it's 100 Fahrenheit? Like, do you like that? Do you want to chase a ring? What do you want, Phil? Do you want to go be closer to home? Only Phil knows. It's Phil's world. He is an amazing specimen, though. Madison, Wisconsin product. God, being at that game last week or two weeks ago, whatever it is now, watching him with the Coyotes. Oh, God. That's why I, I wonder why you're still uh, in the the camp that's like, oh, yeah, I signed this guy. I didn't see a whole lot there okay, that I but, was but let's be enchanted fair. with. Like, If you put him up next to, next to Brett, Brett Ritchie, those are very different types of players. There's room for both of them in the NHL, right? You're not suggesting that he's not an offensive upgrade on lots of guys in this league? He is. I do. How, I how do. many guys can play his role and put up 43 points? Not a lot. Like, is he giving it up on the other side defensively? Yes. Is there still room for that type of player? Absolutely there is. Yeah. I mean, I... I you, no, I mean, you're not wrong. Is he, just, is he a million or a $2 million player? Like, he's not a six or eight. We know that. Like, that's not what I'm selling you here. But if he came in and played a third-line wing role on this team... I don't think you'd be pulling your hair out. Now, wing wasn't their need after they added the Foley. If you're the LA Kings and you have a tough time finishing chances, but you're great defensively, does he fit somewhere for you? Like, He's not so bad that why is he in the league? I'll say this. I do want him to get it. Just for the yeah, just because would, he's be so uh, he's, he's he's the anti strength conditioning coach. Made of flubber. He eats shredded cheese by the pound. Yeah, right. 
his face looks like his face. Like only Phil looks like Phil. It's amazing. Uh, yeah, he's played 16 minutes. Now you could do tell a lot. Dial it down a little right. bit. Look tired. NHL from last night. We talked about it earlier. Florida Panthers beat Buffalo. The uh, interesting kind of two noteworthy events in this game, both of them for the Florida Panthers. They become the first team to clinch a playoff spot. So they are in. No doubt that was going to happen. They have reached the postseason in three straight campaigns. It's the first time in franchise history they've gone back to back to back. Right. Uh, the bad news, they will look for its first series victory since 1996. It's a ways back. We knew a guy there. We did. A seven-game affair saw the Panthers beat the Pittsburgh Penguins that had won back-to-back cups. Mario, Yager, Zubov. No, we got Warner and Lindsay. And- Scrudland. Uh, also yesterday, Jonathan U- Uberdo, he's now the franchise leader in terms of points. 97 points, passing Barkov, he said it two years ago. I feel like they'll be going back and forth a little here. Good, crazy. For, yeah, good for him. Good for Uberdo. How about Declare? He's got 28 goals. I'm going to bet Duke. on me. All right. Congratulations. So, yeah, the uh, Panthers get her done. Good for them. Tonight. The uh, this should be a good one, Tampa Bay Toronto. It's a quiet night, a light slate, if you will, but that's a good one. Five thirty our time. The Leafs have been playing. Uh, we don't like to talk. Leafs been all right. Yeah, and... I remember when we t- talked last week about how the sky's falling there, and then you look and they're the top team statistically in the country in the standings. Like it's. I do think they want to feel a little bit more. Comfortable with their goaltending, but yeah. on the other side, if you're if you got 93 points and you haven't been comfortable with your goaltending, you're probably really good. Well, I don't think they were all year. Remember, Jack Campbell had top Does, of the league numbers. So new in the new year, it's been a rough yeah switch of the calendar. I'm just saying that's part of where the getting them to the point where they're at right now. No question, standing. they're seven and three in their last ten with what uh, two guys? We Schuldrenberg exactly. Mitch Marner, nine game point streak going into tonight. He has 12 points in his last five games. He has, since January 1, leading the NHL in terms of points per game. No one better than Marner in terms of points production since the turn of the calendar. And what a uh, battle it should be tonight between these two. Where are you on uh, Tampa Bay? Still good? Everything good? Tied with the, the, the well, they're tied. They're 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 in, done with being uh, uh, you know measured about in the regular season. We saw them have the greatest regular season we've watched in ages, and they got swept by Columbus in round one, and then they've won two cups since, not being as good in the regular season. Uh, round one, we'll check in and see where the Lightning are. I expect they're still very good. Are you tired of them? No, is, I like teams like that collect any... skill. So no, and I love Braden Point. What a great story! It's probably the first goalie you'd start a franchise with right now. In an imaginary universe. Oh, I get they're good. I just wonder. No, fans I, I, get fatigued. So give me somebody new. I'm tired well, of it. So here's, they're very good. They're fun to watch. I like that. What I really want to see is them in a best of seven with Florida, who are the new very fun to watch and deep with lots of skilled players. Mm-hmm. You are the anti-Tyson Nash. Yeah, I know. I like skill. Punch me in the face. Can I? Or is that rhetorical? I mean, you can. I mean. I'm not going to do it. If I go limp, though, don't keep punching me, okay? Uh, That's probably when the fight's over. Flames tonight in L.A. kicking off this road trip. We talked about it earlier. So with the Flames, three uh, three losses in a row. What is it? What are we looking at? Are we looking at a, Are they bored? Are they tired? Have they spent too much time at home? Uh, too many teams ramping up to play against them? 
too many teams. Teams are desperate. How do you match that desperate, that whole thing? Is the goalie tired? I don't know. They can reach the 90-point plateau tonight. They're at 89. Mm. Tonight is game 69. If they, they can reach the 91-point plateau? If they get to 90, it would tie them for the uh, second-fewest games required to hit that 89. in franchise history. It took them 69 games in 1819. Mm. Only behind the 88-89 team. Got there in 60. Which of That's course, quick. Which, of course, was the year that... Something significant happened in this city. Yeah, the uh, Olympics. Wasn't right? that the trade request? I'm not sure. Yeah, probably was. So, what do you think about this? I I don't know. Well, they owe them one. They were just the Kings were just in here and beat them. I'll tell you, the Kings. They looked organized. They did, and I thought they were okay in Edmonton despite losing. They came in here, and for a team, because we've seen some come in here and lay eggs. Second game in as many nights on the road trial, that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Kings were just fine, thank you. And the thing is, it's two losses in a row to teams that were playing the night oh, before in Edmonton. Which, to the point... Uh, Hockey gods uh, owe the Flames a few bounces, I'd suggest. This, but yeah, this season, that's been, they made hay on those types of teams. And, and the other thing is, a lot of nights, you've been able to say, hey, close game, Flames had the better goalie. Last two games, probably a push, or the other guys got a little bit better. And who plays tonight? Great question. Because I don't, you can certainly make a case. If, if you believe in the Warner philosophy, hmm. it's not, it's days between games. It's rest between games. If you go Vladar tonight, you can go Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Three days of rest for Markstrom before starts. Here's an interesting thing to note as well on the other side. Peterson started back-to-back here, and there's been a, a few back-to-backs for Peterson in the new year. That was kind of quick in the first half. He was getting more. And the Cal would get the odd game here or there. Second half, it's kind of been flipped around. He hasn't, if I'm correct, made three straight starts. This would be an opportunity for that. So the pattern would suggest they go back to quick. But is it that time of year where it's like, okay, we've been platooning heavily, sort of switching who's 1A, who's 1B, but playoffs are now a month away. We should probably figure out who's starting game one for us. And you know what? And if nothing else, they're still in that we need points. Peterson just oh, beat the Flames. Yeah. He's playing better. I would be stunned if it's not Peterson. Tonight. And that would be the first yeah. time all year he's gotten three. So that's yeah. of note. That hasn't been how they've rotated those guys, or it's quite the opposite here, where it's not 1A, 1B. It's starter backup. So is this going to be a stinker tonight? Is this going to be the one through, like, LA's going to try and clog it all up again? They are, right? They, well, I mean, I haven't watched enough of LA. They, they certainly are very good at that. But it wouldn't surprise you that on – the second half of a back-to-back on the road and your third game in four nights that you do that. It might be a little different, rested at home. Last change. Fair enough, yeah. I'll tell you what, the, the Flames could probably, uh, while well, I'm chastising the Kings for playing tight. That's what they'll Hey, Flames, yeah. how about we tighten up? Yeah, you know how Daryl talks about, you know, goal scoring is nice, all that. I want to be one of the top teams in the league in terms of goals against. That's what their identity is. Kirk Miller, Muller talked about a postgame, getting back to their identity, structure, play away from the puck, tight defensively. The Flames would probably prefer that one, and L.A.'d be comfy in it. Tighten up, boys. Get a win, you know? Get that uh, franchise record, would you? Tie that record, Marky, if you play. We'll get some uh, of your texts in here. It's what you want to talk about. Brought to you by Calgary Lock and Save. Do you own a pharmacy? Find out how Calgary Lock and Safe can retrofit your locks to meet the new mandates. Visit calgarylockandsafe.com. 
talking about? Yeah, 960, 960s, how you doing? Hey boys, just got back from Mexico, listened to the podcast on my Bluetooth speaker in a dry bag, swimming 200 meters offshore. Sunshine, pelicans, and boomer and Good Pinder. lord. Most enjoyable, thanks guys, MJ. Uh, what's a dry bag? Well, it's a bag that holds things, and you could take it places. Oh, so wet. he wasn't because I said, "Listen to the podcast on my Bluetooth speaker in a dry bag, swimming." To I thought he yeah, was no, in the he dry wasn't bag. In the, dry, the speaker is so you oh, can hear the well, show, okay. but the speaker doesn't get wet. I got it. I'm be swimming in a dry bag. Well, and I also would think you probably need the phone with the speaker. That needs a dry bag. Man. You can find a waterproof speaker. The waterproof phone, eh, not quite there yet, are we? Kinda. To be fair, boom. Phil Kessel isn't the only one that looks like that. You kind of look like Phil. Yeah, well, you're Lol. about 969 games behind him, lol. Oh, yeah? Well, he's got two cup rings and I don't, huh? You yeah. like that? Yeah, he's a couple thousand radio shows behind you. Yeah, that's right. He's not getting up at three in the morning. Yeah, no. Un- you know, unfortunately for him. If he is, he's going to the fridge to yeah, ha- yeah, yeah. hammer something. Some cheese. The flames are showing their true colors. Here it is. This is our guy. It- it is what they do, but in all the tremendous shape they're in, they get tired and lazy. No, I'm lazy. No push. No sense of emergency. That probably That's our guy. Sense of urgency. Yeah. This was the guy that texted us after the trip to the Southeast and said, they're no good. They're not a playoff team. This is their true colors. That's they're right. they're going to come home and lose to Ottawa. They're done. They're screwed. And they've been the best team in the NHL since then. This is our guy here. This is him. Mm. Yeah. See, but in there, he's almost too loud to know that he's off mic. Well, he's he's very upset he's because o- I've now he's spotted off mic. him. Yeah, he's I've, wound I've, up. I've found our guy. Yeah, he's wound up. Please tell Pinder that weary means tired. I think he means wary. Yeah, Could also that. say leery. What if I was trying to? It's an amalgam word. It's a it's a weary leery. A wary leery. Wary leery weary Gary. Larry? Isn't that in Bull Durham? Hmm. Don't get weary. Address means address. Come on. Um, the the Putt Pirates have officially entered the SN960 Masters Pool. Well, yes, welcome. Yes, they are. Welcome. And it's a look at our social streams. We've got the Masters Pool out there. So SportsNet960's account, mine as well. Mm-hmm. Have a little click. Join in. All you can do is win prizes, and you're not going to charge anything. Uh, I was reading this morning that the uh, not in terms of dollars, but just uh, number of bets, Bet MGM mm-hmm. has taken more bets on Tiger Woods than any other golfer. golfer. Um, the most money is on Kepka, but that the most number of individual bets is on Tiger. It's been that way always, and it will continue to be thus. Um, he is a superstar that transcends the sport. The other guys are superstars in their sport. And when people are tracking his company's private jets, flight paths to figure out if he's playing practice rounds, he's getting treatment no other golfer ever has or will. He's bigger than golf. We know this. Was Yarn Croak benched versus the Blues? He was not. It was a non-COVID illness is what we were told. Yeah, apparently he was skating. And then it's like, ooh, I've got uh, I got a bit of a tickle. Oh, well, you'd best sit down. Something might, like might that. Might have had a Technicolor yawn. Uh, who knows? Maybe. There were some people who were very upset with your take oh. on the wave. Oh, Flames so fans were Flames fans were doing the wave the other night at the game in a tie hockey game. And you can't be uh, doing that. You, know you can't what you did? do that. You took umbrage. I took serious umbrage. Yeah. 
You can't do that. Explain, your, I, explain your, why, why can't you? It's well, a home you've game. you the team. The last time I saw the wave that inappropriately, it was a 2 nothing lead in the first period against Washington, which they blew. Hmm. you got to stop cursing this team with the wave in a tie game. It's got to be a laugher. I didn't realize that it was the fans' fault. Didn't help. I thought for sure take, you know, get a stick on Thomas skating up that Well, you know, and Daryl had to do the after hours with Scott Oak. I was ready to hear his wave take, but not yeah. available. And I knew it would be front of mind for him. This is a very, uh, you know, nice text. Uh, so you're calling us morons for cheering for our team, and that is the cause of the go-ahead goal. Pinder, there isn't a bigger moron surrounding this team than you. Can you all do <laughs> us a favor, pack up the family, and leave my city in the middle of the night, never to be heard of uh, from again? You're a pathetic human. Oh. Although he did misspell your. It's like Y-O-U-R. You'd need like the my pathetic human? No, it's not. I think he's saying. No, I am. That you oh, are, you so are. he'd need That's the R-E two words. on there. Yeah, yeah and then... Yeah. So not my pathetic human. I am a pathetic human. I got you. But there are uh, some uh, some people. So Pinder is right. We were there. It was wrong of the fans. Boomer, give Pinder the show MVP. The wave is stupid during a tie game in the third. See, there you go. I feel like we found our hot button item now that the show's coming to a close. Yeah, I mean, whether or not it's, uh, you know, line, line combos or who should be starting in net, I think we've got it. I really think we've nailed it. They do love the wave, though. My, uh, I'll tell you what, though, that game we were at, they were doing the wave. Now, granted, that was in the third period, and they were crushing the Coyotes. My daughter, she loved it. She'd never seen the wave live. Like, you see it on TV and that. But to see it in real time going around Oh, it's you, fun. Yeah, no question. But she was loving it. It's what you do when you're celebrating and rubbing the opponent's nose in a lopsided loss. It is a, ha-ha, this thing's been put to bed. <laughs> Let us celebrate. Boomer loves to read Pinder hate texts, lol. That's not true. I mean, it's hate anyone texts I don't, that we love to read, to be fair. I take no pleasure in it. If someone was crushing Warner for, you know, not going through the buffet backwards, we'd read those texts no, too. I don't, uh, I just, I want all of us just to get along. Hmm. And just because there might be the odd text every single day. Thousands of them? Just crushing on Pinder and I yeah. tend to read them. That's doesn't mean that I'm it's neither enjoying here nor it. there. Look, it's a sponsored. It's a sponsored segment. Yeah, if we're going to read, and say, if they, if, yeah, if we're going to read text, then we got to read text. This is what they want to talk about. This is what this is. you want. We know Lars. He's like, please read all the Pinder hate texts. Thank you. You know, my kid the other day says to me, uh. "Hey, you know what? I was at the gym and uh, they were playing music, and then I heard this song. I'm like, what is this? Uh, and it was what you what you what you want? Did you like that's a real song? <laughs> Shame on you, by the way." He's like, well, for not educating your children with the Beastie Boys. Is that is is that the like the Beastie Boys? Yes, son. We didn't just get some rock band to to concoct some intro for us for our dumb text segment on our radio show in Calgary. That's a real talk about. Did you know? Talk about. You know, talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. And. His hearing's good, at least. Show tomorrow? Mm. Fun. Do we know his brunt's still in uh, Dunedin? Is he still in flat? I think he's back home. I think he was, he was, it was home. a tight turn for him. Well, when do they leave? They leave in a couple days. Yeah, they got to get so back. So they got a Tigers game today. I think they have one more, and then it's travel day, or maybe even tomorrow could be travel day, because uh, Friday's the opener. Thursday's opening day in baseball. There's only, yeah, I think, yeah. three or four games on opening day. 
And then the Jays, 5 p.m., get me my wheelchair. Oh, man. What day? Friday. Okay, good. Phew. We're taking that game live, by the way, at 5 o'clock right here on Sportsnet 960. Man, we're not going to take you there say. in the third inning. It's the first of the year. Well, welcome in spring officially, and uh, away we go. Friday 5. I was going to say, because if I got to do a Friday show where you're in a wheelchair no, no. and there was an 8.30 Sharks game the night before, like, punch me in the face. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, have a great Monday. We got a great show for you tomorrow. We'll Friendship back. Tuesday. Yeah, that's right, buddies. Have a good one. The uh, get some sleep, Dean. Flame stock. I got. I'm not. I'm perfect. It's Monday. Feel well, good I'm, today. I'm just, I mean, like this afternoon because yeah. tonight's. What you uh, want to talk about, which is an just uh, how we like, which it. is a segment on the show that we use a song to intro it. Although probably uh, probably shouldn't be. It's a trademark. Mm. Don't tell Spotify. Brought to you by Calgary Lock and Safe. Operate your locks with the touch of your phone. Upgrade to smart locks with Calgary Lock and Safe. Visit calgarylockandsafe.com. See you tomorrow, buddy.